Welcome, everyone, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, the podcast with four different flavors coming from four different gamers. I am your host, Patrick Smith, and I want to welcome my co-hosts, Nick Irwin, Shane Eisterhold, and Russell Rowe. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. You can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's on the menu for today? We fall for the trap and fry up some Mon Calamari with Star Wars Squadrons. Star Wars Squadrons is a space combat game. The developer is Motive Studios. The publisher is EA. And these uh, this game is on the platforms for PlayStation, Xbox One, and then Windows. This game here uh, kind of takes us back a little bit. I'd like to start with uh, Shane, I think, today. Shane, what do you think about the game? I really enjoyed it. I think their controls were uh, nice, tight. They... Uh... Good layout for buttons and setups for uh, uh, your, you know, your weaponries and all that, which I always worry about on a playing on a controller. At least um, I thought uh, the game uh, overall was really well done. It's brief. It's short. That's probably the only thing. I wish there was a little more content to the single player. The uh, cooperative stuff was uh, a blast. Graphics were, I don't know, I've heard people say that they really thought they were fantastic. I thought they were fine. Um, nothing to, you know, nothing a next-gen console won't fix, but I thought it was, uh, uh, graphically, it was just fine. The story, it's uh, it's kind of a B-plus version of a good Star Wars story, so it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't super memorable either. Um, I I think the overall for me I would uh, definitely recommend trying it out. Uh, it's forty dollars, so it's it's definitely worth the forty dollars. Um, it is EA, uh, which kind of worried me at first, but it doesn't look like EA really is doing anything to crap on this game like they do a lot of the stuff that they make, especially Star Wars. The uh, it doesn't appear that there's going to be a bunch of additional content rolling in. Uh, seems like this is a one and done. But uh, for what they have right now, I I really enjoyed it, and I think uh, it's definitely worth the forty dollar price on it. What about you, Pat? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was okay. I mean, it's Star Wars. I always have high hope for Star Wars stuff. Um, but you know, anytime I see EA's name on it, I'm a little bit worried. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, at a $40 price tag, I mean, you really it you, they really would have to screw it up, in my opinion, to make it just just garbage. I mean, the game is basically set like right after Return of the Jedi, you basically and the story kind of has you flip flop between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire. So you're playing as Vanguard Squadron for Republic and Titan Squadron for the Galactic Empire. I, the controls seemed OK. At times I got annoyed with the controls, especially because all the maps are pretty much the you know, the multiplayer uh, fleet battles are all kind of the same map. You know, it's uh, you either have this big wide open stretch between two fleets or you have this center mass of like a destroyed space station or a space station or destroyed asteroid. So you're having to maneuver around all that. There's not a lot of variance. I really honestly thought this game was going to be something a little bit different than it was. It, it, you know, I, I understand it was supposed to be a squadron based game and you know, combat game, but 
I actually had thought the multiplayer was supposed to be a little bit more co-op than what it was. You know, you have the only real co-op mode you have is the uh, fleet battle versus AI. You know, you have you have basically a story mode, you have dogfights, you have fleet battles, and you have fleet battle versus AI type thing. And then, you know, at the time of us trying to play it, the fleet battle tutorial was bugged. So you really couldn't get a whole lot of that. The, if you died during the fleet battle at any point, it would basically bug out the, the uh, capital ship at the end and you couldn't destroy it. It would stay at 1%. So at this time, it was still busted the last time I tried it. Uh, but, you know, my, my only concern is, is that EA just put this out for $40 and said, basically washed their hands of it and said, we're done. There's no more. I don't think the game has replayability, in my opinion. I beat the campaign, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming I'm pretty sure that most of us probably beat the campaign. How about you, Nick? Did you uh, did you beat the campaign? What did you kind of think of this? Uh, yeah, I did beat the campaign. The campaign itself is lackluster. It's kind of boring. Um it's a really generic story for Star Wars. You know, I mean, uh, the, it's kind of like, I don't know, the, the single player portion of it just seemed really odd to me. Just the way that the story went and everything. It's like there's no real ending or anything. It's just kind of like, hey, this happened one time in Star Wars, right? <laughs> it's like over a weekend, this happened. Oh, cool. So <clears throat> that's what it felt like as far as the story goes. Um, I agree. You know, I looked online and, you know, a lot of people argue and, you know, hate the fact of games having DLC and microtransactions and all this stuff. But for this game, people are actually wanting that, you know. <laughs> so they're like, when's the new content coming out? And they pretty much said, like you guys have said, they're washing their hands of it. They're basically saying, hey, we want to go. The developers behind this, uh, what is it, Motive, EA Motive, I think it is. It, they said that basically... They wanted to go back to the old days where they had a complete package that they brought out to the consumer, and that that was it. You know, whatever that was out there, that was all there was. So we'll probably get some patches, I'm sure, to hopefully fix the training and stuff, and maybe some of the bug fixes and balancing issues and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as new content, it doesn't seem like this game is going to get new content, which is odd, especially for a Star Wars game, and especially for a game like this, which I think could really benefit from new content. And really keep people playing it. I think people like the idea of Star Wars Squadrons. I, I like it somewhat. Uh, like you said, the fleet battles. You know, they. I, I think it's real. I don't know if it's really just the fleet battles themselves. The fleet battle is fun, and I think it's really coming back to what you said about the maps. There's not a lot of variety in the maps. You know, like you said, it's a, either a big open stretch or some area that has like a derelict ship or a bunch of asteroids sitting around that you're flying through, and that's about it. I was really hoping for some, like, combat over, like, a planet, you know, like when you're actually in the planet's atmosphere, but you're, you know, you're still in the sky and stuff, so you're still flying, but you can see, like, the ground of the planet and things like that. Because that would have been really cool to see, like, have where you have aerial combat, but maybe on the ground you see, like, all the... Galactic and Republic forces fighting and ATATs and ATSTs fighting and everything like that. You know, maybe you can't, maybe you're too high where you can't interact with them, but you can kind of see that going on down below. Something like that would be really cool. So the maps are kind of lackluster. You know, the there's not a lot of modes. And, and, and like you said, Patrick, I don't think there's a lot of replayability, especially if they're not going to add new things. People are going to go through the content pretty quickly and the game's going to die as about as quickly as it came. 
So. Right. Yeah. The currency, the currency, in my opinion, of the game doesn't make sense. You have these cosmetic currency and you have these ship upgrade currency and the the amount of ship upgrades as far as like combat performance or flight or shields is minimal at best. Like, I mean, we played pretty solid for like a week. I mean, I played through the entire campaign as well as everybody else did. And then the multiplayer, we played a bunch of uh, basically fleet battles versus AI. And I got enough of those to get what I want. In my opinion, the the visual customization options are pretty generic and not worth spending the time to try to get. And there's no point in getting it. You know, if they're not going to keep releasing content because the game looks like it's almost set up to be kind of like a Fortnite type stuff where you have all this cosmetic and upgrade type stuff. But they just basically said, here you go. And, you know, maybe that's what it's worth. You know, we paid forty dollars for a game. What is that? Sixty six percent of the cost of a normal game. So I do feel like we got sixty six percent of a full game. So I guess it's it's a wash. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we got our money's worth. You know, I mean, forty dollars, you can't beat what's there right for 40 bucks so you know it sucks that they're not going to add additional content and stuff but you know you kind of kind of weigh both sides and say well they're not going to add you know additional content but with the content they have 40 dollars yeah it was probably worth it yeah i don't think the uh i don't think it was a fully thought out ideal when you look at some of the decisions they made they they have what could be a very solid game, like you were saying, Nick. It was it feels like it was set up for Fortnite, and then they just said, "Nah, I'm done." That I think uh, I I think if they would give this game some of that additional love and give it some additional content, they could have something here. The replayability, I mean, I, I definitely agree. There's zero reason to go back and play the story, zero, uh, unless they added. Uh, you know, like a whole other story arc to it, which would been, which would be fine. The the map variety, like uh, you were saying, is it is pretty. Eh. And I I like what you were saying there though, Nick, about the um, uh, like flying through the planet atmosphere and you see like the Battle of Hoth down below you or whatnot. You know, that would be really freaking cool. Uh, and I think you know the EA could do it. I I couldn't fathom why they couldn't. I don't know. It's like they they had a good idea and then they just gave up on it. They didn't want to put that extra time or money. And of course, it is EA. They either completely screw something up. In this case, it didn't. It didn't seem like they paid any attention to it. This game, to me, this game felt like EA tried to create an esports game, and like you know, three quarters of the way or two thirds of the way through it, they decided they looked at it and said, "Oh, this is not going to be something that we can we can." We could keep going with and decided, okay, well, just button it up, polish it up, and we're going to put it out to the masses. That's what it feels like to me that they were creating, that they were on a path to create something very similar, like I said, to like Fortnite or to like the Call of Duty series or something like that to where they were just going to have this grand thing, grand scheme of basically streaming fleet battles and, you know, like an esports type thing. And then they realized that this game is not tight enough for that. And there's not enough control for that. So they basically abandoned the project and said, okay, just polish it up. We've got, we've got the bones of a game and we can make it to where it'll be basically something we can put out for 40 bucks. That's how the game felt to me because it does, it doesn't feel complete. Uh, It feels like they had intentions of making this almost like a game as a service, especially because there's all this cosmetic gear and there's upgrades to your, uh, your uh, different fighters, your different classes Mm. of fighters, star fighters. So, I mean, Russ, you finished the story too, didn't you? I did. I did. I finished the story. 
for me, I, I'm kind of in agreement. Definitely a very lackluster storyline. We had the main storyline, which was just okay. I, I mean, it wasn't anything that we didn't even see coming. I mean, you know, we had the mentor and we had the apprentice and then they split up and, you know, one comes after the other and one's angry at the other. And it just, it just, you know, goes into that same story arc that we've seen a thousand times, which is fine, but let's get a little bit more feeling. The voice acting in it was, was, was borderline. Okay. The little, like, I don't know, Ooh, shiny parts where you press X and, and a person tells you a little bit about what just happened <laughs> in the mission and everything like that. Those were really pointless. The, like, like, like Patrick's kind of talked about, like this game seemed to be going in a different direction. And they were like, Oh, we'll just leave that there. And, and then they'll just turn their face and then they'll walk into the, the main briefing room or whatever. It was, it was very much uh, like that. And, and, and where I differ, I think in what possibly the vision either was supposed to be or could have been was when we first heard about this game coming out, I really thought rainbow six siege. I was like, okay, they're about to put a game out that they're going to have running for the next five to 10 years. They could add stuff to it here. I mean, I would actually probably pay for that, pay for little microtransactions. The one time that I might actually agree to pay some microtransactions, you know, like, uh, like rainbow siege, uh, rainbow six siege, they don't do it. I, I, it just, it's so confusing. EA is, is, I don't know. It's like, it's one of the most, strange conundrums that I can never get past. They have a game that they could actually probably keep alive for the next five to 10 years doing minor upgrades here, minor upgrades there, get five to 10 bucks from everybody every now and again uh, for extra cosmetic upgrades and stuff like that. And they just were, they're like, Hey, here you go. But at the same time, I want to appreciate the fact that they finished an actual game and said, here's the game. And that's it. It's, it's like, it's like when mass effect and drama come out, we were, we were expecting much more to that game and they were like, Oh, we're done with it. Never mind." So it's, it, I'm kind of like in a bit of a state of, of confusion for this game. I, I like it. The space combat is okay. I probably would prefer it or enjoy it or enjoyed it more on the PC just because I, when it comes to space combat and stuff like that, I am a mouse kind of guy. I can get behind that. So the controls were a little clunky for me, but at the same time it, it did, give you a, a, a couple of times like that, that nostalgic uh, TIE fighter versus X-Wing or, you know, X-Wing versus TIE fighter feel. And, and it, it was okay from time to time. But again, I feel like they had a really good opportunity here to have a game that possibly lasts for a while. And um, they, they're not going, they're not following through with it. Yep. So uh, that's my thought. Yeah, I, I agree. It felt like they were trying to set this up as a game to service game. And they just stopped. I don't know what what the reasoning was. Maybe Motive Studios was sucking too much money out of EA. I don't know. Who knows what EA does or why they do anything. But this game really felt like it was being set up as a game service. And and I agree with Rob. It's the perfect model for that. You can you. Uh, I like Rainbow Six Siege. Game of service. They come out with season one pack, year one pack, year two pack, and they it, it put in different operators. So I, I mean I don't I don't. I, Thought that's that's the way I thought this game was going until the article came out where they basically said no this is it we're done I'm like what it doesn't it doesn't make sense so I you know I don't I don't get that and so in my opinion that that's kind of what killed it for for me anyway I mean it was an okay game and an okay game I would when I say okay I mean 
I would rank the, you know, I would say this is like in, you know, uh, above a 70. So if you're looking at a hundred score, I would rank this one above 70, but I wouldn't rank it as probably as high as 85. So it's somewhere between a 70, you know, seven and an eight for me on this. But then that's just because I felt like they could have done so much more as well. You can only do so much dog fighting or, you know, fleet battles if you're not working towards something. If you, if you, you know, and the fleet battles are, there's not that many of them in there. But like I said, it's a $40 game. So I, I have a hard time, you know, beating them down because of that it's a 40 dollars game it's basically 66 percent of the cost of original game of a normal game of 60 bucks so you know it's hard to to beat them down for that and i, and I agree with the rest we actually got something that was for the most part pretty much finished i only ran into like one uh you know i ran into a couple of bugs but nothing that was like extremely groundbreaking or, or break game breaking you know bug I ran into the, we ran into the the tutorial one with the fleet battle, and I ran into a few times where you're fighting out in space and you'll destroy the target in the story too quick, and the story doesn't go anywhere and you have to restart it. You know that happened a couple of times, but that to me is not that bad of something. You know, so overall it felt just like a it felt like they just stopped developing it. They were like, hey, we're going here, and then EA's like, no, no, we need to refocus, and they told Motive just wrap it up. <laughs> And Moda's yeah. like, okay. Uh, so, I mean, but it's Star Wars. I, I honestly expected way more co-op. The way that this game was the way that this game was reviewed and the way that this game was talked about was that it was this co-op experience. And the only thing you have co-op is fleet battles versus AI. There's no other co-op. In my opinion, I would have liked this to be like a dungeon crawler style game with co-op where you run through missions or, you know, theme park dungeons or whatever you want to call it. But basically you run through scenarios with your team, you know, like, hey, we got to hit this objective and, you know, have a dozen objective, a dozen different objective scenarios like the story and basically run through the story with your squadron of friends. But that's not how it came out. So. Uh, I was I'm disappointed in this game. I have played it for the review, and I probably honestly won't pick it back up unless we all get on one night and are bored. I'm like, hey, you guys want to do some fleet battle versus AI? Um, but the matchmaking system right now is so stinking slow to match you with anybody. Oh, yeah. I, I I can only imagine what's going to happen. Uh, what's going to happen in the when the player base it. drops off? Yeah, yeah as the exactly power, yeah, as the player base drops starts to drop, yeah, um, you won't be able to get into one. <laughs> And and one of the things is, you know, I would really we talked about this in the the last episode of the podcast, but this game is is VR cap, cap, capable. This game would probably be pretty cool in a VR situation. So if you got a PlayStation VR and you had this on PlayStation, it it would look pretty cool. Or if you got it on PC, it supports the VR headsets on PC. So so basically, I think that this would look kind of cool if you could play it in VR because it is it does seem to be set up a little bit for VR through the way that the ships enclose you or encapsulate your view the different ships do but um you know all in all it's a mediocre game for me it's not like a it's not like in my top i probably wouldn't even say it's in my top 10 games of the year for me but it was it was a very highly anticipated game for me and I, i've got to learn to stop anticipating games because it never works out no no uh, yeah i agree it's it, it's definitely not what I want. Um, I I would agree with you as far as you know scoring seven seven and a half. But I think I think EA needs to do something with what they have right now because I think they have something. They just need to do something with it. Um, I would like to see uh, you know some updates, some new maps, some you know hell new ships. 
knew lots of things. Uh, I'd like to see him add on to it a little bit and fix the co-op for love of God. Let me play four players. Let me play three players. <laughs> Just, you know, don't make me wait six hours to find the one guy. Right, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, that was probably think, the biggest issue for us, wasn't it? I mean, was that yeah? Because the the thing was would was it fifteen minutes or ten minutes that you'd had to ten restart? Minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. So and we sat in that queue so many times, and the ten minute timer would expire, and you have to rejoin the queue because <laughs> if it doesn't find you a group in ten minutes, it just boots you out. So yeah. you know, we they, we ran into that so many times, and you know, so I mean, it it's definitely i will say that the easy mode of the co-op versus ai is 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 anything but easy it's a, it's pretty difficult the uh the ai seems to be pretty crack shots you know and, and so so but you know it's a mediocre game for me um, but it's star wars so that's why it gets it gets the benefit of a doubt for me because it is star wars and there's nostalgia and you know there's x-wings and tie fighters and tie advances and b-wings and y-wings and just you know the whole star wars stuff this game has it's Star Wars universe. There are so many ships that they could introduce through <laughs> games of service. You this know, game screams live service game. It does, doesn't it? That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, everything you guys have said about, you know, we've already kind of said this, but it just baffles my mind. Because when I look online, when I looked online about this game, because I was looking, you know, before we found out about the DLC, I was looking to see when's the next, like, what are they going to add to this game? And when I... And out of every game and people online that always hate on DLC and stuff, this was like probably the one game I saw where everyone's like, when's the DLC coming out and everything? And then when they were like, oh, this is it. Again, this was probably the only game I saw where people were like, I will seriously pay you money if you bring stuff out for this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> out of all the games they don't want DLC for, this is the one they do want it for. And EA is not going to bring anything out for it. Right. Yep. I mean, this is definitely game set up as a game to service. I mean, this is Destiny. This is freaking Rainbow Six Siege. This is Fortnite. This is this is what this game felt like it was going to be to me, just Star Wars and and Squadron Battles. So, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't know what happened. We will never know unless somebody at uh, at is somebody at the development studio at uh, Motive Studios comes out and says, yeah, we planned this. But EA pretty much said, nope, done. Get out of here. You know, or we come to find out EA is selling Motive Studios and then want to put more money into it or something like that. We don't know. We may never know, but it really felt like a game to service. So Sometimes. I would have bought DLC for this. Depending on the DLC, yeah, I agree. It would uh, it, it would make sense for EA to to in my mind. I mean, I don't know about the whole business plan they had for it, but. It would make sense to me that they had some sort of plan for those things, but like you know, like we were saying, it's like they said, "All right, we're going." Eh, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, I don't get it neither. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of those games where they have the model set up for it, and I honestly think that's the direction that they were heading. Uh, that just something happened, and they decided to get out of it. Maybe EA is losing the Star Wars licensing. Who knows what's happening? We may never, we may, we may never know, or we may know something in a, in, a, in the next year, but. I don't know what what's happening or why it's happening, but it does definitely feel like this should be this should be like the Avengers game, you know, for you know all those games because there's so many. You could basically treat this like League of Legends or anything. You're like, okay, I want that. I want the Slave One ship, and it costs this much of this currency, yeah. and there's multiple currencies in the game. You're like, okay, so you do the calculation. You go, okay, I got to do this many of these type of battles to get that currency, so I can have that ship. And it's like, oh, I want that paint style for Slave One. 
and what do I need to do to get that currency to get that? I mean, there's that's the way this game felt and looked, but it basically was not it. It was like, here you go. You're getting four Imperial ships. You're getting four Republic ships, and that's it. And then you get upgrades to, you get, what is it? Is that, I think it's four upgrade slots per ship. You know, weapon, shields, engines, and, and, and then you have, like, your secondary, you get your secondary abilities, like your missiles and or or torpedoes and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's it. And they all feel relatively the same. I mean, you have auto-targeting for this ship, and you have auto-targeting for that ship, and you have the photon torpedo for this ship, and you have one for that ship. So, I mean, the ship variances are, the, the beginning, the ship variances are pretty much, they're different. TIE fighters don't have shields. They have more control over, like, engines and guns. But, you know, the the... Uh, Republic ships have shields, engine control, and weapon control, uh, but they're not as beefy on the hull, you know, hull type stuff, you know. So the the health of the ship. So I mean, they're relatively the same thing. They all have they all have four ships. They have a fighter, a bomber, a support ship, and then uh, they have a fast attack ship, basically. So you have four ships, and all four and both sides have the same four lineup. Uh, they're just like I said, they're just variances of that. So it really felt like it was going to be something. And then just I don't know I I don't know how to feel about it. I mean I got my forty I get my forty dollars worth out of it probably and we'll, we probably play it a, we might play it a little bit more but you know just as a hey I'm bored you guys want to play something together and we have nothing to play. It's very strange how these game developers when it comes to this stuff because you know I, I am a casual gamer Shane is a casual gamer uh, Nick and Patrick are are more of the hardcore gamers they they really enjoy and really expect the quality out of a game. And when it comes to Star Wars, for me, everybody knows it holds a special place in the gaming world for me, but it's just so odd how they'll have a game like Jedi Order that is is pretty good, actually, and it's a full-price game, and it's it's pretty decent. But again, they are molding that story to the way that they want you to play it, in a sense. Like... You, you can only learn certain skills at certain times, so forth and so on. Do we bring a game like this in where there's no true Jedis or there's no uh, of that extra that's involved? This is all about the um, in-the-trenches type of warfare. And then they, then they kind of hamper us again. They, they, they put us into this, this category of what we can only do with it. it. It throws me off because they have the greatest story ever told for people of our generation and even younger than us and, and, and up and coming people. And they continually just like half acid. It's the best way I can describe it. Everything seems to be half assed the last five games for this, this, uh, this uh, universe, the star Wars universe have been like that. And I, it just continues to, to baffle me. Is it worth the 40 bucks? Yes. And listeners, I know you're hearing the same thing over where it sounds like we're complaining about the game. We sound like we're angry about the game and we're really not. It's just, we expect more when it comes to this genre, this universe. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. It's not that we're definitely not saying it's God awful. It's just that there's enough there to say, Oh, I want more. There should be more. That's you know that's what makes it seem like a negative is we we wanted more than what they're given. I mean, all of us here would would 
die for an opportunity to work for a publisher or work for uh, a developer, you know, and, and be, you know, making a story arc. I, those people that are in those positions, I just don't understand. Like, are they, are are they, are they not who we are? Or, I mean, I would assume most of the people that we see when we when we see these gaming uh, comms and these and, and the Xbox Live announcements and all that, they're around our age. They're around our generation, and yet they're continually putting out these games that are like another game similar to another game, lack story. I, I don't know. I may be getting off onto a rant that I don't need to at this point, but <laughs> again, it, it, here's an opportunity for a game that, I mean, we have Rainbow Six Siege. We have that kind of game. We've, it's been successful. If they've been able to keep it going, if, then it must be successful. So if you're given this opportunity, why not? I mean, I, it's just, you're going to give us Battlefront, but you're not going to give us the the full space content feel of what this is. I mean, let me deck out my ship. Let me upgrade my ship. They, they do tiers. I mean, I don't know. Anyway, I'll stop there and I'll just say, again, they have an opportunity I, here. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, because we'll compare it to another EA Star Wars game. I mean, Fallen Order, Jedi Fallen Order. That game, in my opinion, didn't need extra content. I mean... It, it, it was a it was a, in my opinion it was a good game I played it I beat it I liked it um, but it was it's a single player story and so you play it once and you're done so that's what that kind of game is but that game came out with a um, a free download I mean it, it was free so let's not let's not mince words there it was free but it still it added content it added like training modes and meditation training and game, new game plus and cosmetics it came out like what like not almost a little under a year after the game came out i'm done with that i moved on why put out extra content for a single player single point of view story like fallen order but take a game like this which is designed as multiplayer or does and just basically say forty dollars one and done because at the forty dollar price point you should be able to just throw out extra content and say hey you want the year one pass it's 20 bucks and you get everything that we plan in our roadmap but these guys, uh, EA, the way the EA operates often boggles my mind. But, you know, we, we joke about this all the time, but EA is a, is a uh, IP killer. They kill off great IPs. I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just no end of it. Because I guarantee you we can go through the list of studios that uh, EA has bought that they have basically taken our beloved game series and <laughs> basically pulled a train on them and threw them away. You know, I mean, yep. Mass I mean, I, Mass Effect is, dude, that is my favorite genre. And and I was super excited for Andromeda and I, I played the crap. I chugged through those those I chugged through those bugs with a smile and I was stalwart defender of it. And then when it ended, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, OK, I see what everybody's complaining about, but I still love it. It's still my game. And so, you know, I went through and, I, you know, and I'm like, OK, cool. We're going to find out where the Quarian ship is. It's going to come. We know we're, we're hearing about it through this. And then EA is like, no, we're done. We're done. We're done. And you're just like, what is wrong with you guys? Can I find somebody from EA and just choke the life out of them? <laughs> and, you know, and just say, what are you guys thinking? EA is the problem with these studios. Bioware, perfect studio, in my opinion. They make some of my favorite games. They make a lot of my favorite games. But it, when EA took them over, 
they killed franchises like Dragon Age. They basically ruined some of this stuff for me. Dragon Age was not what it used to be, you know, all this stuff. So I don't know. We will never know the inner workings of EA. All we know is that EA is a money-hungry company, and that's all they do. They're like, how can I? How can we make the most amount of money with the least amount of effort? That's what they are. They're a conglomerate corporation, and when they buy our favorite uh, studios and developers, we, you know, say a little prayer and bury them in the backyard somewhere. You think of Jedi Fallen Order, like you said. That was a great single-player experience. I don't think it needed any DLC or any add-ons. Either it was a one-and-done type of thing. And then, you know, you look at this game, and this game was multiplayer, right? With a tacked-on single-player. The single-player felt like it was just put there to be, like, to appease those that wanted a single-player campaign, right? The, you know, like Russ was saying before, the whole, like, when you're in the air, in your... uh the hangar bay and and your teammates want to talk to you. That was the most boring part of that game. Oh my goodness. And I talked to everybody because I thought, Oh, there's gotta be like some achievement or something like that. No, there's nothing. You just talk to them. They just (laughs) yammer on about whatever they want to talk about. I don't know. Half the time towards the end of the game, I just stopped listening to them. I just go and hit the button and they start talking and I just, you know, look on my phone or whatever, because I'm like, I don't care what you have to say. You're like thinking it's going to be some profound thing, almost like, you you know, you just, you don't know what to expect. Yeah, you're just like, I'm going to talk to them because maybe it'll lead into something else or maybe something else will happen if I talk to them versus if I don't talk to them, you know? Right, yeah, and it's not, it's like, you know, you talk to one and he's like, yeah, last night I was watching the, you know, TV, you know, <laughs> this is like that normal kind of conversation or, I went to the right. bar last night and played, you know, whatever. I lost all my money. Like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, if their intention, like I said, they got. Yeah, I I feel that it was worth forty dollars. So, you know, we're harping on it a lot, but it's just because we expected more out of it. I mean, we got what we were. We got it. What what was sold is delivered. Except for I was under the impression it was going to be a lot more cooperative uh, type stuff in the game than what it really was. So that's my biggest gripe is that the cooperative stuff really wasn't co-op, wasn't that much cooperative. The fleet battle versus AI is what they're billing as their co-op. And I'm like, meh, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Rinse, repeat. You basically fly out in your ship, you meet their cap, you meet their, uh, cruise or their, um, Corvette or, you know, uh, or Reaper, or ship, whatever, in the middle, depending on what side you're sighting on, you fight it, and then whoever destroys the first Corvette ship first, uh, forget Corvette, whichever one it is, it gets to go on the offensive. If yours is destroyed, you're on the defensive, and you're trying to protect your two um, your two frigates. And if you blow up the frigate, then you're going after the capital ship. So it's just like a back and forth based off of uh, who's got the initiative. So basically, you kill more of the opponents than they kill of you. You push the bar towards their end, and then it lets you go on the offensive. And then when they push you back, you go on the defensive and they go on the offensive. And basically you're just trying to blow up they're trying to blow up their uh, Corvette, then their frigates, and then their capital ship. And that's really what it is. So it's just a lot of back and forth. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot of variance. So I was a little disappointed in the co-op. Because the co-op is is the co-op in my opinion is fun for the first little bit, but I was getting pretty bored with it. I don't know about you guys, but I was like, this is just the same thing. I have a tactic that I use to take out the uh, frigates, and I have a tactic I use to take out the uh, the capital ship. And so I'm like, okay, here we go, guys. Let's do this, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, at least 
they did set it up to where it was a it was definitely more tactical than I was going into originally expecting. I thought, all right, we're just gonna pick ships and go blow you know ships up. But no, they definitely made it uh, more tactical in the sense, you know, everybody, you know, needed to kind of have a role. You know, some uh, heavy bombers like, you know, me and Pat, we ran, we ran heavy so we could bomb like Star Destroyer and whatnot. And, you know, so it was, it was nice to have that. It's uh, with the, you know, the co-op, but God, there's just so much more I would like to have seen done with it. I mean, so many other modes. I would like to have it in mode just uh, where we could just shoot each other. Really? Well, they do. That's the dogfighting mode. Yeah, but right. not uh, you can't just pick lock it the down four of us. Yeah. Oh no, no, I don't think so either. But yeah, I mean, you know, we've beaten this game down quite a bit, and, and, and like Pat said, it's not that I don't. For me personally, it's not that I don't like it. I do, and, and do I think it's worth forty dollars? Uh, yeah. I think you right probably get your, you get your, you know, forty dollars worth out of it. Especially, you know, you definitely want to pick it up soon before the player base dies and you can't find a game online. But it's, you know, I don't think the single player is worth it. You know, without the multiplayer portion of it, you really don't have much in the single player. But kind of like what we all said, I think the the main thing about this game is we're just disappointed that they're not going to add more to it. Um, this game is ripe for that. It, it I mean. As soon as you start playing this game, they're like, oh, you're, you're thinking, oh, yeah, they're going to, oh, let's, you start thinking about all the things they're going to add, the new, you know, because like Patrick said, there's so many ships in Star Wars. And wouldn't it be cool to be able to fly like Darth Vader's uh, TIE fighter, right? Or, you know, the uh, Boba Fett's Slave One ship, you know, or the Millennium Falcon or whatever, you know, <laughs> all the different ships uh, that are out there that you they could add to this game as well as new maps and stuff like that. So it's just really disappointing, I think, for all of us that they're just not going to add, that they're just done with it. When they have something that has a lot of potential, you know, and we don't get those all the time, especially kind of what Russ was saying with EA and Star Wars and stuff like that. You know, sometimes we get really bad games or, what, or, or uh, you know, and we don't get very many Star Wars games here and there. So when we do get one that's good, we want more content for it. And this one is good and has that potential to be even better, and they're just done with it. No, I agree. I don't. Uh, I don't like uh, EA as a as a corporation. I think they crap on too many good things, good companies, good developers, good games. The game is worth forty, uh, in my overall opinion. But they just they, they just missed the mark on so many things they should be doing and could be doing. Yeah, that's how I, I feel I, about that. I honestly hope EA loses the licensing for Star Wars because I want somebody else yes. to do it. I want yes. somebody else better. You know, if Bioware was still an independent studio, I would prefer them to do uh, some more Star Wars games. But since EA has them, I don't, I don't, I don't want them to do it. I want somebody. I want a different Star Wars MMO because uh, you know, I, I. You know, the current one, Knights of the Republic, is just, it is what it is. I just want somebody to do one better. Because I don't, you, there's no reason that we cannot have a theme park MMO for the Star Wars world that is as good as WoW or as good as Final Fantasy. It's just EA doesn't care enough to put the time and effort into seeing what's popular and why it's popular. And to say, okay, why can't we create a theme park MMO like WoW for Star Wars? 
Um, so I really hope EA loses the licensing for Star Wars so somebody else can pick it up and do a better job. Um, You're here. But, but you know, I, I got, it was worth $40 to me. I got $40 worth that. We played it for a week. We played, I played the whole storyline. I got through all 14 episodes. And then I, you know, we played the multiplayer for a few nights. What did we get two or three nights into it, I think, maybe out of it in the yeah. in that yeah, something like that. So I mean, we played for quite a bit. So I feel I got my forty bucks worth out of it. Knowing what I know now, I may have waited for it to go on sale even more. But you know, I wanted to play it with you guys and check it out. So, so anybody else got anything else they want to add about the <laughs> Squadrons game specifically? Because yeah, we keep getting off on Star Wars tangents because <laughs> we all love Star Wars. <laughs> Not just I'm in agreement with everybody else. I mean, it's worth the forty bucks. It's not a terrible buy. Just don't have don't have high expectations of dreams of 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 Star Wars happiness. You'll you'll be happy, but it won't be what you're. It won't be the next game that you're hoping is the best game. So, I, I definitely say it's a buy. So definitely not a. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna suck the life out of you for weeks or a month on end, but. You probably should get. You'll probably get a good week play out of it at least. You know, get through the campaign and then play some multiplayer. Um, so that's all that I have. Uh, Nick, Shane, Russ, you guys want to add anything else to this one before we close her out? I think that horse is good and dead now. <laughs> we beat it and we taped the stick back together and beat it some more. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening to this episode, and uh, you know, please join us for the next one. <laughs>